What's up, everybody? It's Dylan with DH for Dyslexia. Dyslexic Dylan in the house. We got Vinny Earhart in the house. Well, how are we doing, my man? I'm doing all right. Yourself? Good. We're another day in paradise. Yeah, right. Thank you for having me. Of course. I appreciate it. So we all know the uh, topic of today is uh, dyslexia and yes. improvement and everything um, above. So like, we all know that in high school you had uh, dyslexia. So what was it like in high school? So, I mean... In elementary school, I didn't know what it was. I was misdiagnosed for 10 years on the wrong pills, on the wrong medicine, Ritalin and Concerta, and I lost 30 pounds and ate way too much food. I was, like, on crack. So, like, Jeez. to go from there to now, you know, I in 10th grade, we had myself evaluated and did Huntington Learning Center and everything, and, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am without my dad and mom, for sure, on that um, that whole journey. But, I mean, to, that whole process, for sure, was... Um, Humbling. Yeah, it must Very be. Humbling. It must have been hard. It, it was hard, but, like, challenging in a good way because, I mean, I was 16, and it was a summer going into junior year, high, sophomore year of high school, actually. So, mm -hmm. I mean, what are you doing as a 16-year-old boy in the summertime? You're on jet skis. You're going mountain biking. You're swimming at the you're boys' having fun. House. What was I doing? I was uh, at a tutor. I was writing the ABCs in the sky and sand. I was doing it in... Um, shaving cream and stuff just to learn the ABCs and how many letters were in the alphabet. And it took me a couple of years to catch up to my peers, but I ca caught up by the time we graduated. Wow. But when it was night and day when I came back after the summertime, I was like, oh, I, I'm not, I used to think I was the stupid kid. So, I mean, I, and when I came back from that, I was no longer the stupid kid. I was like, no, I've got more to offer. Well, look at you now. I appreciate it. So uh, how'd you overcome dyslexia? What did you do to improve on your skills and, like, I mean, it's not just with dyslexia, right? It's with everything. Mm -hmm. It's all the greats. Why were they great? They were great because they put 10,000 hours in. Put the time and effort in. I can't say I put 10,000 hours in, but <laughs> I put the time in required to get where I needed to be. And then, okay, now I finished that chapter. After that chapter, I've got to put this time in here, in this different chapter. And mm -hmm. I mean, it, you know a book, it takes chapters to write it. Exactly. So each chapter is what I had to work on. And then, oh, I finished that chapter. Let me focus on this one. No, that's really good. So what inspired you to become a businessman? And how'd you own your own company at the age of 20? It's really big. So um, at, at 20, huh? Um, I started at 19, so a little background on me. I was an intern at a little small tech company of like 20 people. And the CEO came in and he told me, hey, you're only staying three months and we're only paying you three days. Oh, uh, it's all we can afford. You're an intern. You're gone. Wow. And I was like, okay, um, I'll be here five days a week. And I'll be here before you are, and I will leave after you. You were self-motivated. Uh, you could say that. Um, I just, I knew I wasn't going to college because I struggled so much in school. Even though I overcame dyslexia, it was still a struggle in school. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I was just like, no, I'm going to make this internship my career. So, I mean, my career, I'm a, a technician slash engineer at a tech firm. But there, I mean, I after three months, I didn't get a meeting. I was, like, waiting for three months. So after the three months, I was walking on eggshells. So was the dyslexia after? Did you did you know that you wanted to own a company after your tech tech firm and your internship? Yes, for so. sure. So every time I went on a business trip or got to go to a client or got to go to meetings or set something up and got to be in the room with a CEO or businessman or stockbroker or a lawyer, mm -hmm. I was always like, oh, what's it like owning a business? Now, these are high, yes, high people. Very, like, like I, I can't say their names, but like, owners of these big companies, like, I mean, Starwood and Oppenheimer and Acor Capital, like, big hedge funds. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, what's it like owning a company? What would you tell your 20-year-old self? 
how do you improve? How do you jump levels? Jump levels is when I started writing down every day. I'd be like, okay, well, this is what I learned. I'll write it down in my notebook, close it, not read the notebook. So you looked up to these people. You were like... I looked up to everybody that was above me. Mm-hmm. I always... And the biggest thing is I always feel like I'm behind, even today. Mm-hmm. I, am, I can always improve on something. I'm never going to be perfect. There's always something to work on, and I'm always behind. And I don't do enough. Like, I'm in the mindset of, oh, I'm, I'm scared. I'm getting anxiety that I'm not doing enough. Yeah, so you're just trying to better yourself, and you just want to live life to the fullest extent. You want to be successful, and that's really I what mean, you're going actually, is. what is success? How do you measure success? That's, that There's is a tough so question. so many different op- options and ways and parts of the word success. Well, as there is to every word. For everyone, it's different. Success is different. But for you, your success is owning a company and working big tech. That and taking care of the ones that took care of me. Exactly. That's the goal. And I want people to think, I want, when people see me, I want them to think, oh, I'm proud of what he's done and what he's accomplished mm-hmm. so and where he's going. The next question would be, who do you look up to and who's your idol? And I think you For sure. I, I mean, I look up to my, my dad, my stepdad. Um, he's the man. I don't think I ever be cooler than him. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to be, but <laughs> he's going to see this and be like, yes, I'm only <laughs> feeding his ego, which is no good. But honestly, I look up to him, but um, he's my idol. But also, I mean, a part of that question would be like, who do I work for now? Oh, I work for a 30-year-old though, and I'm 20 now. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I don't know. Can you imagine? I mean, in 10 years going, what the hell, Vinny? Why? Insane. What would you do? Why did you not do this, this, and this? Look, this guy's here. This guy's here. I'm here. I'm so behind. Well, with the mindset of I'm always behind when you're not even behind, you're kind of ahead is what I was told. Mm-hmm. It's all about progress, really. And there's always progress to be made. Don't get exactly. comfortable where you're sitting. So let's talk about you, Vinny. So you're motivated. You're very I'm, motivated. I'm very motivated. So a little bit about Vinny. Um, Vinny went, as you know, we graduated 2020. Yes. And he went, and he became a trash man. I did. I, I became a garbage man. My father, at the time, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. I was really, I really wanted to go into the service, the military. That, that I really, I really loved that. I, I like fighting for my country. Uh, anything with the United States, I, re- I really like, you know. And my end goal right now is FBI, CIA. And I thought about it for a long time. And I was like, you know, with the current events going on, I was like, you know what, maybe we'll try college, but as of right now, I was like, let's get a job and see what it's going to what, what it's gonna be like in a year. And Were you humbled? I was at first, but then when I started doing trash for a while, I started not to like it. It was disgusting. Did obviously. it motivate you? Yes, but in a sense where it motivated me so much where it was like, yo, I don't want to do garbage anymore. So about six months... In, I don't know, the process of working, I guess. I was like, I think college is best for me. I talked to my cousin. She She's like a sister, you know? Yeah. I talked to my parents, and we figured out that I'm actually going to attend uh, Eastern Connecticut State University. There's a bigger part to that, though. So Vinny didn't have a senior year because we were class of 2020. I was going to get into that right now, so oh, well, well. I got you. So... <laughs> <laughs> So my main goal was to play college baseball. It's a dream of mine. It's a goal, and I really, really wanted to do that. And not having that senior year opened my eyes and was like, what am I going to do with my life? Because I always thought I was going to play college at the next level. And I not, I'm trying not to, like, 
brag, I guess, but like I'm a good athlete. I I work hard. Mm, that's and an understatement. You work very like I work hard is understated. Well, to try to you know respectful everyone. Yeah. And so by I don't know as soon as I started working, I was like, you know, when I realized that college would be the next step for me, I started to take baseball really really hard. Like I took it seriously. Yeah, but you remember telling me that you were you. What hurt you is you disappointed your dad. I did. I felt like I didn't do enough because I know. Can you fill us in on how um, you guys had a bond through the sport? So my father and I were very close. We're, we're like brothers, really. Like, he's my father, but, like, we got that relationship. We're, like, it's really strong. And he always harped on me growing up. It was like, he who hesitates will always finish last. It's a quote I stand by. It's saying, if you're you, not first, you're last. N- essentially, but it's like... So, I got to really think here because I'm trying to say this as smart as possible. So, if so, for instance, so like an example would be a girl, right? And she's very good looking. She's cute. And you really like her. And you're like, mm, what happens if she has a boyfriend or she's talking to somebody, right? Oh, oh, I got you. You rather regret the things you tried than the things you never did. Exactly. And I didn't want to waste my time. I'm regretting not playing college baseball and putting the time and effort into it because I wasn't the greatest athlete growing up. And my dad really was very strict. He was like, get your, you know what, together and work hard or else you're not going to go anywhere. If you really want to achieve your goals, you got to put the time and effort into into it. And I knew that at like age 17, it really clicked with me. And it was like, yo, it's it's time. So I started... Uh, my high school, Jonathan Law High School, uh, they just did their field, actually, in open cage. So I started hitting in there every day. And then um, I'd go to Watson Field. I'd hit in the cage. I actually I heard, I overheard some guy say the code. Well, I got the code, so I started <laughs> going in every day. <laughs> so it was actually outside. So you got to play it by year because, obviously, the weather. And then I, I lift. I still do every day. Seven days a week, you know, got to get stronger. And I just joined the baseball uh, program. It was Turn 2 Baseball Organization. And uh, they they took me in. And when I really needed, like, a team to play for to get better, I got a chance to go in every day because it's indoors, so if it rains, you know, I can practice, you know. And I'm really thankful for uh, uh, my buddy James, James Muchicharo. He's a big help because uh, I really needed someone to help me and. That was him because my, you know, my dad's old. <laughs> Sorry, pops, <laughs> but you are you can't really help me as much. So, I he he said like, "Yo, you're gonna put the time time and effort into it." He goes, "I'm gonna help you," and I took that. So, and now let's see. But let's let's go back. You know, that's that's today, Vinny. That is today. You know, we met in fourth grade. Yes. And with me being dyslexic, that would have put me in a small class. I actually never knew you had dyslexia until like. 12th grade, because obviously growing up, we were just kids. We were having yeah. fun, you know? But looking back, I was always in the small classes, but you were there with me. Yes, I was. Let's so talk about that. I had an IP, which is an individualized development program or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I had ADHD. Now, I was diagnosed probably like 7th and 8th grade. And to be honest, it didn't really help me as much because... I was always self-disciplined. I was hard on myself, and if I wanted to get something done, I had to do it myself. So, I mean, it helped me a lot because I actually used it as a study hall, to be quite honest with you, in high school. 
I used this just to do my homework and then finish it and then, you know, just do whatever and go next to my next class. But in a sense, ADHD, it's an attention deficit disorder and it's really, so I couldn't read. That's a big problem That's with dyslexia. me. <laughs> <laughs> so not, not like I couldn't read. I couldn't understand what I, like I read. And it was you could sh- read a book cover to cover, but not know what you read. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I needed help. So and He can read the words, but he can read the words and that have no weight to it. So he can just read a bunch of words and then, oh, well, I don't know what happened. Yeah, exactly. So, I was, so it was actually the crucible. It was in sophomore year of high school when I really took, I actually, I actually asked for help that time because it was like, what am I reading? And yeah. I had a strict teacher, Miss McCluskey, and she was like, she was like, do your homework by this date. If not, like, I'm not accepting it. And I always needed extra time, which thankfully my IEP said I needed extra time. So I really used that a lot to my advantage, whether it was to try to pass a class or, like, get my stuff done so I can hand it in. Yeah. And uh, so on average, I had a 3.6 GPA, which is, like, high A's and and B's, you know? 4.0 is perfect. Yes, and but I thank my parents for that, especially my mom. You know, my mom's Italian. She, <laughs> they're strict parents, you know. And my mom said nothing under a B, or else like you're grounded or some kind of consequence. Uh-huh. So going through school, I always had the mindset of like, like you need to study a lot and a lot, or get your work done so you can get those good grades and you know yeah. make my mom happy. <laughs> no, but, it's I mean it's it's a hard love, but for sure. but and, I mean looking back. Being in a small class and having an IEP, it's now looked at. Well, not now, but when we were in school at that time, I always looked at. Oh, they! I was always called the stupid kid. You're in the small classes. You're not with everybody else. You're your friends. You're in a, a class with everybody. Like I'm in a class with somebody with ADHD, mm-hmm. Down syndrome, autism, and I'm coming out of those classes and I'm very insecure about it. Yeah. So uh, I mean, granted, going back to your question on the whole company thing and the tech, it's I was. Oh, I'm still am unbelievably insecure about not going to college. See, with me was I wasn't so insecure. I was like, you know, excuse me, <laughs> my bad. But um, I wasn't so insecure. I'd say because I knew I was smart enough, and that also comes from my self discipline. Not trying to brag, but like I knew I could compete with everyone else. And I mean, yes, I really I I needed the IP. I was, I'm thankful for that, and I do think that if you really need it. It, it will help you a lot. Like I don't think they give them in college, do they? Yes, I actually I was with my mom today. I was talking to her. You know, she's at work. She goes, "They're gonna have an IEP scheduled for you if you need it." Does oh. doesn't mean you don't you, like you don't have to use it if you don't need it. Because I hardly used it in high school. Like I said, yeah. I use it for a study hall. But like obviously now college is harder. It's more work. So I may actually use it this time. But. I'm obviously grateful for that to be in place because without that, who knows, like, maybe I'd be struggling or so, like, those IEP classes are very important if you need them. And Were you ever called stupid or anything like that? Um, I was never called stupid. Did you ever feel like you were? I did because I was, those small classes, I felt like, why am I in these small classes Why all of my friends are in these big classes with their friends? Because now I wasn't with my friends. Yeah. So I obviously made friends throughout, like, the small classes and everything, but, I mean, I wanted to be with my friends, you know? And those small classes, it was like, am I really stupid? Like, am I actually, like, like 
obviously I need help, but like it makes me, it's like you're an outcast in a sense. Like you're different from everybody else because you need more help than somebody, you know? So like the word disability, it's so negative. It's got such a negative connotation. It does. I hate that word, disability. I don't like how it's, I mean, I don't mind it. But it, I think it shouldn't have such a ne- negative conf- connotation because disability's definition is different ability. Well, that also leads to, like, many – like, that could lead to, like, maybe depression, anxiety because, oh, my God, I got a disability. I'm so different or, like, you know, like I, you said, like, stupid insecure. or, like, uh-huh. something like that. And don't let – like, to anyone out there that has, like, a disability or anything, don't let that define you I as mean, a hey. human. We were all made differently. It wasn't a mistake. We all bleed the same. Like, <laughs> I can go cut myself or something. See, I'm my, bleeding red. My pants may not be on backwards, but they're on the same way he put his on. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're all different in a sense. Don't, don't don't be sad or don't be... Obviously, you are, but, like, at the end of the day, like, you're also better than yourself. You, you or your parents put you in that class so you can succeed, so you can get help. So, so there are also nine different types of intelligences. Is there? I did, I did there not is. know that. Yes. So, I mean, like I said, um, if you think that you're not intelligent or smart in any way, it's absolutely impossible. I don't believe in the word impossible, but now I do mm-hmm. in that regard because, I mean, nine different types of intelligences. What the heck? That's that's pretty insane. You can't not have one. I think that, that isn't honestly We're impossible. all smart. I think like, everybody's got different intelligences for sure. Exactly. So I talk to five new people a day. Okay. And I tell them what I'm about, who I am, where I came from, and they tell them me, Mm. right? An opportunity. So I don't judge people. I don't care your hair color. I don't care your size. I don't care how tall. I don't care how short. I don't care any where you came from, the clothes on your back. Mm. You've got something you can teach me, and I've got something I can teach you, and there's five people I meet a day. Mm. That's five if I meet five new people, you take that as your advantage. That's like, six people in the world today that just from my, from me mm-hmm. who are now more intelligent, more well rounded through one conversation. Yeah, now me, I'm a little like closed person. I'm to myself, so it's a little different. But like I, you know, this right here, this is powerful. <laughs> you got everything, like this, like technology, like you got Safari, Google, like you could look up a lot of things, and there helps you. But like, like nine intelligences, that's that's quite a bit. So technically, nobody's stupid. No, they're not. No, I think I think that a lot of the things today is people get comfortable. Don't get too. They comfortable. get very comfortable. No, you can't get too comfortable. Cushy, comfortable. So like, I mean, oh, I did this. What's next? How can I improve? Oh, this certification. Oh, meet with this client. Learn this skill. Talk to this person. How can I better my speaking and dyslexia awareness? Mm-hmm. There's something you can improve on every day. Oh, exactly. Like, I know there's more than one. Especially you do like those little. Uh, snippets with other uh-huh. dyslexia people and you would probably learn a lot about it because now their profession is teaching dyslexia yes, right yes. and you were that dyslexia kid correct so like their different um advice or like intake on dyslexia is obviously different from yours so now you learn something new every day you know yeah so that's that's quite a that's a lot of information so to take we in. disconnected um i moved away sixth grade yes you uh Sixth six grade, yeah. Sixth time um, we're going into seventh. Yes, and I also went to a different uh, high middle school. school. Oh, and middle school. That's yes. correct. So, um, with you and us like disconnecting for a bit, that's I mean sixth grade to twelfth. Uh, Do we con- we connect to twelfth? Yeah, it was senior year. Yeah, I'm around there. Yep. What did you learn from just reconnecting with me in regards to like? Well, we had like an hour long talk, like <laughs> not even probably a little bit longer, like. 
this man like literally flipped a switch on me and like I was like, whoa, like what am I doing? Like I need to get my you know what together. Like uh-huh. that 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 like talk really helped me out and just really changed my life. And like, do you remember what the talk was about? It was about me personally. What am I? Tr- what is my? What are my goals? Um, how do I want to better myself? Like, where do you see yourself in the future? And I think it was like, well, I forgot the other. I think the biggest question we all ask ourselves, right, is, again, are you, I'm afraid of my ten year old self, and why am I afraid of him? I'm afraid I'm gonna do not enough for him. Really? Really? That's. Are you scared of your ten year old self? I am not. Thirty year old Vin. You're not scared of them. Nope. Because I'm not, I believe in God. I'm very Christian, you know? Yeah. And God makes everything happen for a reason. Yes. So by the time I'm 30, whatever happens to me, God made it happen. You know, whether it's bad or good, I will obviously try to overcome the bad. But if it's good, that's great. You know what I mean? I mean, with that being said, right, I think God throws things, wrenches in everything. And he Absolutely. wouldn't give you something he thinks you can't handle. Yes, exactly. So I put it that way, right? So if you can't handle it, you can. It's given to you because you can in every experience. You like can that. do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it. What do you think about failure? The concept of failure. I don't believe in failure. I believe in it. I love failure. You know why? It's an opportunity to learn. Now I can better myself through the experience. Now failure. If you don't fail, then you're perfect, and you can't be perfect. Nobody's nobody perfect. is. I don't. Yeah. I, I think actually that's false. I do believe in failure, but I don't. I don't like that word. You know what I mean? Then what word do you use or prefer? I I like a setback. I like setbacks. Okay. Because well, a setback is an opportunity to learn, no? Exactly. A learning experience. Now, failure, like you said, is a negative connotation. Correct. But there's always ways to not fail, you know? There's always ways to better yourself. Like, I keep saying that because it's really so true. So let's put it this way, right? If you are in the baseball field, right? Yep. And you're like, oh, I don't like how I'm performing. I'm going to practice. I'm going to do, I'm probably going to stay. And why are you practicing? Because I didn't like my performance. That means I did bad. I, I didn't, I didn't and live up to my standards. And that's a Yes. It's a lesson in itself. Oh, I didn't do what I wanted to, or I didn't live up to the standards, and I thought I was better. Well, now I've been humbled. I'm going to go hit the cage. Yeah, I, I mean, I, st- I stayed after a lot. You know, I still do now. I'll get extra reps and extra swings. And actually, yesterday, I was actually on the phone with you. I was taking reps. <laughs> I was doing ground balls, you know. And yeah. then I'm on the phone with you trying to double test. He goes, just call me when you're Prepping done. for the show, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, where do you see? So we are both twins. Yes, we are. Jacob, hi. Hey, Xander. So, <laughs> with that being said, our twins have disabilities. Yes, they do. Mine has dysgraphia, and he cannot write, but he's probably the most intelligent person I've ever met. Yes, my brother struggles with uh, quite a amount of things, you know. But but don't we all? Yes, but to be honest, I think my brother is like 10 times smarter than me. Like, Jacob is a very, very smart person. He's a very smart individual. You know, he's very intelligent, and... I do believe that he, he, you know, it's that, that negative connotation of failure or, like, that disability, you know. And it, he kind of, sh- like, hides in a shell in a sense, you know. But yeah. my brother's got full range of, like, he's got a widespread of, like, support and everything, in which he does use it, you know. And I'm actually proud of him. He just got a job. And he's and a little motivated. He's trying to pick up his music career. Yes, he is. He's I can't, if he he's gonna do it. He's, he's gonna do great. It's a pro- the process has started. Look, it's gonna it's going to be a long process. It's whatever be a long you road. do, but if you stay committed, you will. It's like, er- all it your is, dreams. Man, is it's early mornings and late nights. <laughs> exactly. You know, get your cup of coffee in the morning. I don't care. You know, I talked to the CEO once and I said, "Hey, I didn't go to college." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I wouldn't have guessed. 
I really thought you did. Like wow. you came in, like you very confident. You know what you were doing. You pleased all my employees and my clients. To be honest, college is like like over over. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rated. Overrated. Yes. Yeah. I mean the I mean the whole setup, right? It's like come out of high school, don't know what you do, and I hear a lot of kids say this, and it, it scares me. I mean, it hurts me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know what I want to do, but I'm gonna go to college anyway. I'm gonna spend a hundred thousand dollars, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. That's the issue Take I have. Take a year with off. I, I, I mean, I think it, I have an opinion, right? So I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to be as neutral here. Yeah. <laughs> um, just if you want to go to college, have fun. Go college, have fun. Exactly. But cost benefit analysis. You're gonna be a hundred thousand dollars of debt over parties. I'll tell you what, it's not that I don't party, but I'm not in no debt. No, exactly. But it's also what you make of college. So also, and like, like I said with the CEOs, I'm like, hey, what'd you tell your twenty year old self? Who do you know? So I think the biggest thing in the world is networking. Who you know, and it's also to show that you were out. If I, a CEO told me once, right? Mm-hmm. Huge CEO. Like I, I was in his G-Wagon and everything. He told me, he was like, I would hire you over any college graduate. You know why? why? Any kid can sit in a class, and they can listen to a professor, and they can take a test, and they can have a piece of paper that says they did that said test. Like that degree, yeah. Which is that degree, correct. He said not every kid can show up 30 minutes early, haircut, face shaved, in a mm-hmm. suit, ready to work, happy to work, pleasing people and getting the task yeah. done at hand the right way and as fast as possible. Like I said, it's what you make of college. So me, obviously, I'm leaving for college actually in two weeks, which is going to be pretty cool. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mom, but I love <laughs> you to death, but it's time for me to move on out of the house. But um, like I said, so when you make the most of something, it's how, how much time and effort you put into that. So as for me, my degree or what I'm trying to go for is criminal justice, criminology. Now, that does require a college degree. Now, obviously, you could become a basic cop off the streets or whatever, you know, because that some places do, but they want that college degree. And now I did say I wanted to go in the military, right? Now, yes. that would have also helped me because I didn't show, like, the military, in a sense, is college, but bigger college. You know what I mean? Yes. So they obviously teach you a lot, and they like military men. So I had, like, obviously my mind wrapped up about going to the military and everything, but now I'm obviously going to school to get that degree. And play ball. Exactly. I can't wait the for dream. that. The dream. You made your dream come true. Yes. I'm actually, I just talked so, to the coach last week. and I got a question for you. Go ahead. What are your beliefs in the word dream? Dream? The word dream. I think we had this conversation a lot, guys. Um, well, dream, in a sense, obviously, don't don't like the word dream. I don't he believe says in goal. It. He says no. it's a goal, no. and that's actually what I say now. Yeah, I don't and, believe um, dream. Dream is what you hope for. Goal is what you make happen. So, well, if you take everything, I think dreams a podium. I honestly, I think a dream is a goal on a podium that you just think that you wish to happen. A wish, but like you're not willing to do the work that's required or don't know where to start. Right? It's put on a pedestal where you overthink it. You know, I mean, if you put it on a pedestal, it's an unreachable, unreachable pedestal, and that's where you are mentally. Like, oh, I'll never have, I'll never have a Lamborghini, but I'd love to have one. Yep. And I'm gonna stay at my nine to five and stay comfortable. Yeah. Change nothing. Nothing changes. Well, back to that question that you asked me so about college and staying motivated and all yeah. that is. So what what was the question again? Actually, <laughs> I forgot. I know it was something around staying motivated, and you. So like, it was about that degree, right? Yes. So that sheet of paper does mean a lot. So and obviously it can get you a job. It but can, you can it, also get a job without it. Yes, but now why are you going to college? So why are you getting that degree? Does something require it? 
possibly so like nursing or the medical field. Yes, for sure. You need lawyer, a degree or lawyer, a lawyer, stockbroker, finance, or like for instance, some aspect of the field of criminal justice. You know, now if you study every day, you do your homework, and st- for instance, so there's like there's gonna be a lot of studying in high school or in uh, sorry, college, college, right? And now, obviously, your flashcards or your Quizlets or whatever. Now, if you actually put the time and effort into that, so if you really study every day, you do late nights, early mornings, correct? Yeah. So you will succeed. You you put the time and effort into that degree, and now you will go on to your job after your four years of college, and you're like, wow, I did it. Yes. I. But now you start life. Now, yes, you do. Now, but the the good thing about that is, I mean, if finance is a thing that you're interested in, and that's a goal, and that that's in your definition of success. Yeah. If you go to college, I mean, it's not promised, but if you do it right and come out motivated, exactly. You in, the 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 um financial side of it will be more than if you didn't. Oh, absolutely. But with that being said, Ben, you've got one thing to say to the audience. What would you say? I'd say hard work beats talent. Talent doesn't work hard, and live life to the full extent because. Time and the clock keeps ticking. So I was obviously out of I was I was I took a gap year. So I, like we said, I was out of school, you know, and I was working. Now over that whole course of that year, me working was so stressful, was so mind boggling because I learned a lot, and I also like it was it was it was, in, it was intense, you know. I woke up at four a.m. every day to go to work. Now how'd that, that feel? Cool, that, right? Cool. It was tired. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I did wake up at four AM and I hated it because I like to sleep in, you know, my beauty sleep. And um it took a toll on you after a while because you're like, Why am I doing this? You're like, I'm waking up at four AM and that goal of mine I'm not fulfilling. I'm not succeeding. Yeah. And I'm like so when I flipped that switch I was like, All right, I'm gonna wake up at four AM every day and until I go to college where all right, now it's time to fulfill my goal. And throughout that whole course, I actually have it on my phone right now. So I got the goals right here, or my life lessons. Now, there's, I think there's five of them. It says, family's everything. Without your family, you have absolutely nothing. Friends come and go. Now, whatever, however close you are with your family, or even if you're not, they're always going to be there for you. They put you in this light. They also could take you out really quick, just to let you know. But they'll love you. Like, it's all about love, you know? It says, you'll work till you die, which is true, and money's a huge factor in almost everything. Now, money isn't everything. Now, it sounds like that in that sentence, but without money, I don't have this watch. The watch isn't needed. It's taking care of your family and taking care of yourself. Exactly, or I don't have this apparel, you know, but I also bought it for myself. But money is a big factor. Now, however much money you make, it does not matter, but just take care of yourself, you know, love yourself. Um, what? Are we actually? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing you have to say to the audience. So I guess one, one. So let me get to a life lesson really quick. Um, I like mental health is huge. That's gonna. I'm gonna leave off on that. Mental health is a huge factor in a lot of in a lot of uh, things, you know, because it takes a toll on you. It's it's really really, it's like serious and. Being aware of that, I think... I think that it comes back to not, no judgment. So with that being said, Vinny, thank you for joining me today. Anytime. I appreciate it. Hey, oh, I think we all can be motivated. And, I mean, some people need somebody to come with them and run or be there to study with them. And then some others need you to be 
hitting up the side of the back of the head saying, get up. Yeah. You're overweight. So, hey, we're here for both sides. Stay stay motivated. You so, guys got this. This is dealing with DSP dyslexia and defying all odds. You got this. Keep your head up and keep pushing forward. Have a good day, everybody.